The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. Today, it was on my heart, this whole message of of Christmas coming, this whole Advent season. For this year, you have given me such a, a, a vision of people on pilgrimage, people who are on the road toward an event that as we go through these weeks, we're coming up toward the end of this first week. And as I see it, you know, my eyes are being open. My ears are being unplugged. And that's exactly what I'm I'm beginning to see along the road, the signs that St. John Paul II talked about, the springtime in the church. It's it's these, you know, it's really amazing that in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the darkest time of the world. This, this is the dark, and this is, for me, as I, as I live it here, I lived on the other side, the equator, for a while. And so, you know, as they are coming into their spring, we are coming into winter. And I think December the 21st is the darkest day of the year here. And, and there... It's, the, it's where the sun is the brightest at that time. So here, it's as we approach this season of Christmas, and what do we talk about? It's the season of lights. It's the season of, of vision. It's the season of opening our eyes and our ears to the presence of God. And in all these events, in these days, the prophets... And all the scriptures, the word of God, if we look at it, is saying, just open your eyes. There's there's a brighter and a more glorious day that we have. And so what do we have in the scripture today? Jesus opening up two blind men's eyes. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, Let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. They went out and spread the word of him throughout all that land. The Gospel of the Lord. I feel as I'm going along, say with you, Chris, or who's coming, whoever's coming along in our journey, let's ask Jesus to open our eyes to the presence. What did they see? 
when they opened their eyes. They saw the face of Jesus. They saw God. How are we along this path seeing this happen to us? Do you see it? Can you hear his voice? Can you, you know, we wanted to say that we were looking at the word of God and seeing in the word of God, him who is the word of God made flesh. Where do we see that around us? Well, I saw it yesterday in Caroline who came and she's been coming to me and I've been, so yesterday because she's been very, very uh, deep, deep depression, anorexic, many times suffering. But yesterday she said to me, I have a hard time praying. And it was like I was beginning, I said, how do you pray? And I began to share with her a formula for prayer. And here I was with Caroline, and she's been a Catholic. I've known her since she's a little girl. She, she was sharing with me. I said, how do you pray? And then I gave her the formula A, and said, write this down. A, R, she wrote that down, R, and put it under, R underneath it. When you pray, the first movement of your heart is to acknowledge how do I feel and what am I thinking? How do I feel? And do I feel sad? Do I feel uh, depressed? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel happy? Do I feel worried? Do I feel angry? What is my experience? What is my affect? What am I experience most of all? And whatever you there are, are there, start there. Get in touch with your feelings and thoughts. Now, R, relate that to your Father, to God, the Father. Relate that to God, the Son. Relate that to the Holy Spirit and relate that feeling and that those thoughts to the Blessed Mother. And so as you're relating this to them, you're telling them how you feel. And, and so as we, as we talked about it, she was telling me so many times these anxieties, these concerns, these worries that she has. She has a great love for animals and she has a special love for her dogs. And she, she has two dogs. And when, when they're sick or when they're, she has this tremendous tendency in love. And she has, it's, it's, so she has a lot of affect there. Tell that to God the Father. Tell that to Jesus. Tell that to the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother. You see, Many times, what do we pray from? We, we have to pray from that, those feelings and those thoughts that we have as we are. God, we say, oh, God knows those. No, he wants us to tell him we are his children. 
And then when you tell it to him, wait. Because then I asked her, what is most important? What you tell God or what God tells you? And so the second R is receive. You talk to the Father, receive from the Father. You talk to Jesus, receive from Jesus. You talk to the Holy Spirit, receive from the Holy Spirit. You talk to the Blessed Mother, receive from Mary. Wait, receive, because they want to respond to you. They want to tell you, and now you receive from them. After you have waited and listened, after you have received from your father, you don't know what they're going to say. And that's the excitement of prayer. You don't know what they're going to tell you. But the most important part of that relationship of you with God is his infinite love for you in the way you feel and what you're thinking. All those anxieties, all those fears, all that joy, he wants to enter into you and he pours into you what he is wanting you to hear from him. The whole part of our hearts then respond to him. So many times our whole system is changed. Caroline left and she had hope at now in her prayer. I, I just saw what happened to her. Her eyes were open. She was looking at me and I knew she was seeing something. She was seeing that she actually could have, and I said this to her, she said, I actually can have conversation with God, that he will talk back to me. I believe our whole life, she has thought prayer is my talking to God, or even my just kind of opening up a window and saying something, hoping someone's in there listening to me, that actually she is relating to someone who loves her, and that someone who loves her can relate to her, and she can receive from him who is God. Her Trinitarian God is communicating and having communion with Caroline. It was a very joyous time for me as I saw the eyes of my little sister open, as I saw the ears of my little sister open. Then Isaiah and what he has to say to us today came so much alive. Listen to what Isaiah says today. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, But a very little while, and Lebanon shall be changed into an orchard, and the orchard be regarded as a forest. 
On that day, the deaf shall hear the words of a book. And out of gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. The lowly will ever find joy in the Lord, and the poor rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the tyrant will be no more, and the arrogant will have gone. All who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those whose mere word condemns a man, who ensnare his defender at the gate, and leave the just man with an empty claim. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Jacob, who redeemed Abraham. Now Jacob shall have nothing to be ashamed of, nor shall his face grow pale. When his children see the work of my hands in his midst, they shall keep my name holy. They shall reverence the Holy One of Jacob and be in awe of the God of Israel. Those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding, and those who find fault shall receive instruction. The Word of the Lord. Father Peter and Father Paul yesterday were speaking all day to the Lord. They had spent the entire day communicating with the God of light. And each of them was telling me their story. You know, fathers and seminarians and, and anyone who wants to go on retreat, one of them was telling me, his sister said to him, couldn't you think of a more advantageous time to take the time off to pray? instead of this first this first week before Christmas. And he said, I, I just didn't know how to tell her how important this was for me to prepare as a priest for Christmas. I think it would even be hard to say to anyone that a priest would take this week as Father Peter, a busy pastor, and as Father Paul, that how they are taking this time to listen to God, to speak with God, to have their eyes opened, to see more clearly what they are going to preach and teach for the next three weeks, how important it is for these priests. In the midst of the day, I get a call. Isn't this a magnificent and wonderful thing? Prayer. As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the word of him throughout all that land.
Do you believe that I can open your eyes? Do you believe that I have this power, this Jesus who's going to come, who's going to be the savior of the entire world? The Lord is our stronghold. The Lord is my life. Before whom should I shrink? That's the psalm on today's Mass. Again, Isaiah says, Thus says the Lord God, But a very little while, and Lebanon shall be changed into an orchard, and the orchard be regarded as a forest. On that day, the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The lowly will ever find joy in the Lord, and the poor rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the tyrant will be no more, and the arrogant will have gone. All who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those whose mere word condemns a man, who ensnare his defender at the gate, and leave the just man with an empty claim. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Jacob, who redeemed Abraham. Now Jacob shall have nothing to be ashamed of, nor shall his face grow pale. When his children see the work of my hands in his midst, they shall keep my name holy. They shall reverence the Holy One of Jacob and be in awe of the God of Israel. Those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding, and those who find fault shall receive instruction. All the world is to have their eyes opened to their blindness. And do you believe that we can truly have a word who comes among us that we can hear the Son of God? Do you believe, as Isaiah continues to tell us, that we can see his face? The church holds out to us today in response to Isaiah's call that we will hallow the holy name of God and we will accept his kingdom. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. And so as we move on on this journey, what do we have to do in order to bring salvation to the entire world? Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Just speak the word. Say the truth. And the eyes of many will be opened, Isaiah says. Do not be afraid. Shout with joy that the Savior is coming. This is not a time to say it's all over. The world is doomed. No, it's full of hope. God 
wants to bring salvation to the world. And he is coming, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. He is coming into our world in a new way. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Rejoice. Monsignor? Yes? For some who have been on this journey with us and who probably in their journals wrote down A-R-R-R, and want to really enter into that prayer. Acknowledge is the first A. How do I feel? What am I thinking? You know, when I said to Caroline, because because of her uh, circumstances, sometimes she's very depressed at times and very very, uh, feeling kind of gloomy, really. But... You may, you may get up this morning and you might be angry. Or you might get up this morning and you might be very, very sad. Or you might get up this morning and you might be very happy. Whatever that is, acknowledge it. Whatever that is that's going on in you, maybe it's fear. Maybe you're just afraid today. Or maybe you're consumed with a sadness. Whatever that is, acknowledge And then when you get in touch with that, then it's kind of easy to relate it. Now, relate it to God because he's a Trinitarian God. We have four persons here. Relate it to God the Father. He's going to receive it from you, and it'll be in a different way that you're telling him. Then tell Jesus and then tell the Holy Spirit, and then tell Mary. I've had people who tell me they hardly ever speak to the Father. And it's very important that you, if you're, if you're a Jesus-centered prayer, and, and you only talk to Jesus, I think you're very spiritually impolite. Because how would you like it if you were sitting there and the Father is? He's always, the, fa- the son and I are together. We're together in your heart. So when you go to pray and you only talk to Jesus and ignore the father, I think what he's saying to you is, don't you want to say at least hello to my father? But not only say hello to him, talk to him, relate to him, how you feel, what you're thinking. Then talk to Jesus. Then talk to the Holy Spirit, and then talk to the Blessed Mother. And then, that's real, that is really prayer. And when you finish that, listen, are, receive. They 
want more than you want to receive from them in your sadness, more than you want to receive to them in your fear. I said to Caroline yesterday, what is your feeling right now? And she said, fear. I said, well, how about reading Isaiah 43? So that when you read Isaiah 43, you will see how very beautifully that the word of God, God thus says the Lord. And when you read the Old Testament, instead of putting the name Jacob or Israel, put your own name in, Caroline. Do not be afraid. I am with you. And those beautiful words of Isaiah 43, 1 to 7. And God is not exaggerating what he's saying to you. Though you go through raging water, you shall not drown. Though you go through the flames, you shall not be burnt. I am with you. I love you. To hear the words of God in the midst of your fear. If you if you just want to hear his words and just simply listen to him, he will speak to you. He does speak to you through the holy word of God. The word of God is the face that Mary looked at. Look at, have your Bible with you that you will be able to hear God's word. God wants to give you, so receive. After you have received the difference and then speak to God again, respond to him. A, acknowledge, R, relate, R, receive, R, respond. Beautiful. Monsignor. Yes. Final thoughts. My final thought is the Alleluia verse. When, uh, when we go through this particular day, I just, as I'm about to begin this new day with you on this journey, listen to the word here. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Send victory like a dew from heaven and let the clouds rain down upon us. Let the earth open and bring forth the Savior, that gentle rain. It has been raining here in Pennsylvania and we all were enjoying it because there's been a drought and how sweetly the rain has been covering the earth and how the Lord is bringing forth a savior. And in the mass today, uh, the priests and I will be celebrating the mass. In the mass today, we're going to hold our hands above the bread and the wine. And we're going to ask God to come down on the bread and the wine like dew fall like that dew fall on the earth, so gentle, so, so sweet. May that rain come down on you today like dew fall. 
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, Let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the word of him throughout all that land. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com. <laughs>